Brooklyn, New York. I'm Lisa Butterworth, and this is Caught Red-Handed. You're listening to Episode 7 of the Caught Red-Handed podcast. This is Part 2 of my interview with Debbie Varby. I feel so lucky to get to listen to this over and over again as I edit this And I am here on Labor Day weekend, so I have three days to work on this. I keep getting more and more great advice from Debbie as I listen. I recommend setting yourself a reminder to go back and to listen to these episodes again, maybe um, in the middle of your busy season or maybe down on a down day when you question why you ever chose to be so devoted to henna. She really gets the life of the artist and not just creatively, but in terms of what her role is in this universe and also how she thrives in this capitalist world while amazingly still maintaining a sunny, supportive and inspiring attitude. On the podcast Facebook page, I mentioned that I've been drawing every day since I interviewed Debbie. I've been following her advice and just doing something, anything, just to draw regularly. And she was saying in the last episode that it really doesn't matter that what you're drawing is crap. So I've been drawing a lot of crap, just like she said. But then there's been a few nice things thrown in just for variety. And truly, it's like she said, it's like priming the pump. You just do it to get your hand moving and to have a pen in your hand. And eventually the ideas really start to flow. I even started to dream designs again, which I used to do a lot, but hasn't happened to me in a while. And it's so great to have that back again and to know that there is this really clear correlation between drawing every day and then dreaming designs. So for me, that's like, that's just a personal thing that I really think is an excellent side benefit of drawing every day. I recently had a situation with a past client who just seemed to want to take and take and take from me and seemed like the more I gave, the more she wanted to take from me. And um, more specifically, she didn't follow aftercare instructions and um, the design was on her lower back and it just didn't come out. And then in return, she called me a swindler, which was just like, it was just like a knife in my gut. And I have to say, for a couple of hours, my blood pressure was just through the roof. I was just like on the warpath. And I, I'm fortunate that I told myself to just stop and not do anything. And I went online and I talked to a lot of my pro artist friends. And um, specifically, Rebecca really set me straight, reminding me of something that I tell others to essentially let go. Don't allow other people's negativity to control you she was saying just refund her and basically buy your way into a clearer energy in your life let her just go on and play her games with others and face the karmic consequences of her behavior just get it away from you so I did as Rebecca told me and I have to say I slept like a baby so I definitely recommend letting go just a little reminder of to let go in your life Whether you believe in instant karma or not, I was very happy to suddenly get a surge of calls from customers wanting henna for me and booking bridal consults. 
As a result, I'm having a very busy Labor Day weekend and I have a bunch of clients, some of my favorite kinds, small women's parties and private appointments. So uh, for me, that just seems like evidence that letting go really does work. And with all these appointments, I'm really changing things up. I'm reminding myself at the beginning of the appointment that I'm being paid not just to do henna for them, but to do creative and beautiful henna. I know that sometimes I do something that I don't think is creative, but the client loves. And so I get lazy knowing that I don't really have to dig that deep to impress them. I think it's having this conversation with Debbie that made me realize I just can't do that anymore and take money for it. So I'm now getting into the habit of setting an intention before each appointment. And also if I'm doing a party where I'm doing a lot of designs, I also set that intention before each design that I'm going to pull in something new and different, even if it's just one little motif. Since I started doing that, walking away from a gig where I've brought my creativity into my work so much, it's just incredibly satisfying. And I hope also that the client is also more satisfied. Like I said, this these interviews with Debbie's were really a kick in the pants for me. And my hope is that you also find something in them for you, whatever it may be. I wouldn't want it to just be for me. Uh, I'm hoping that my experiences are similar to a lot of people's and that what Debbie has had to say in this conversation with me also translates into your life. All right. Enjoy the podcast. You were talking about... Um learning golf, golf designs. So if you're, so you were also talking about drawing big cats. So I understand, you know, you look at pictures of big cats, you learn to draw them, you learn, you know, what the different articulations are of their bodies. And you, you know, you start to get to a point where you can draw something that is in your own style. But what about something like golf style where you're trying to, yeah, you're just trying to find your voice within a style. Or even Moroccan style. How do you do that? How do you? That is you really the the really hardest part, because the way you and, and Nick do Moroccan, that is the elusive aspect. Is that rhythm? Mm. I've done more Moroccan than than the Gulf or the Sudanese or anything like that. Yeah, because I love it now. I love it in conjunction with the you know the fusion pieces yeah. i love the the yeah. the the structure and the grid and the geom- geometry of some of the fessy designs mm-hmm. paired with the organic and yeah, flowing yeah it's such a great combination of that it just pops yeah. it drives me wild i love contrasts like that oh yes it's so good even if it's just a checkerboard grid yeah just like yeah. so satisfying something mm-hmm. so extremely nice about that and i i just but then the golf, it's so funny because the golf is, it looks so simple. Simplicity is so elusive and so mm-hmm. hard. Mm-hmm. But just like the, 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 the true Moroccan, the true Fessy, you know, it has its rhythm. It's effortless, but it takes effort to get there. And so it, how, do you, just, how do you find that rhythm or how do you even feel what that rhythm is? Do you I have, learn, I, I try to learn the, the elements, mm-hmm. you know, how, how to execute them well. And then I just study the really beautiful pieces that I love and replication and copying is a really great yeah. way to get there. Yeah. And then as you copy and you start to learn the, the way they, the elements speak to one another and, the, the patterning and the rhythm of, you know, it's very airy. It's very light. It's, it's all about the negative space. It mm-hmm. all just flows, as I say, effortlessly and l- like lyrically. 
across mm, the body. Yeah, that's very true. And so capturing that is really elusive and really hard. But once again, it's the practice, it's the copying. And then that the that internalizes. You begin to internalize. And then once you kind of got the feel for that, then you're going to start to be like, okay, what if I did this with it? Or what if I did that with it? Mm-hmm. All those little impulses that come from you. And yeah, and from your, your aesthetic. voice. Yeah. Yes. And yeah. your aesthetic, the things that you really like about it. Because you're also going to focus on, really love the way those roses look and those little sprays of, of like almost like pussy willows or those little dots, the way those trail out like that or those ribbons. I mm-hmm. love the way those crossover ribbons happen. Oh, yeah, that's so they, you too. I could see you yeah. just eating that up. Yeah, the way they fold back on themselves and Mm -hmm. and lace around all those other elements and seem to weave them in together. Love all of that. And so you're going to also focus on what you already find aesthetically pleasing. So there's going to be that focus and Mm -hmm. you're you're going to be better at that than some of the elements that you find less interesting. So they're already, you're already leaning it towards your own style and your own voice. And then once you've kind of internalized some of this, then you're just going to like be able to kick it out in a more personal way but yeah it's it's once again doing all that that it's really it's a a, it's a lot harder and it's harder to do in a festival especially the way I work festivals now I've got what I've got to start doing I've got this idea where I've got these three books that I've been working with in um the fest in the booth this year and I think I'm going to switch them out completely for next year. Uh, I've got like two of Nick's in one binder and I've got my photographs in the other binder. Mm. And then I've got um, the Lazard. No, I've got, oh, I've got Nick's new one. That's what it was. I got the Hamong one, which is so oh, playful yeah. and fun. Yeah, Christ, it's really I love cool. that. Yeah. People are finally starting to pick designs from that book. And Oof. I love that. Yeah. And so, because it's very fresh and new to me, I will actually make them bring the book in and lay it down next to me while I work for, from it. Because once again, I, I mean, some of the smaller elements now, I'd be like, oh, yeah, 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 I love that flower. Oh, yeah, 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 I love that piece. Close it up. I'm going to just kind of like kick it out my own way. Hmm. But some of the larger pieces, when people really love them, I'm like, yay, you want that one. So I will make them sit it down next to me and with very little variation you know, make it work for their Go hand or for their to, leg. Yeah. To learn it, to learn it. Exactly. Yeah. I will more or less copy it, not verbatim, but copy it. Yeah. Um, and then I've done that with, um, his, uh, Oh my God, that Tamashek book is like killer. Yeah. Nobody really wants any of those cause they're really yeah. expensive. Yeah. Any of those big pieces, but I have been able to coax people to take elements from those big pieces and work them into like simpler yeah. uses. Yeah, like do a smaller version of this. And, mm-hmm. yeah. and I've been working from Lazard for so long. I mean, I, <laughs> I owe Lazard those, the way I do those freaking dragons that are like oh, floral yeah. Drags, yeah. dragons and stuff. Totally owe all that to him. Um, and uh, so I've been working from that one for so long that I think I'm like ready to let that one go aside for a while and maybe pull it out again in a few years and just start pulling out different books with different styles that I truly desperately need to work on to, to challenge really yourself, challenge myself and, and, and expand my library. It makes yeah. it much more satisfying that way. Yeah, definitely. Is there any style that you wish you could do but clients never ask for um well they're asking for more and more of the um the moroccan 
Fessy Styles because, nice. it, once again, it takes time. Um, you really need somebody to come out with a really good Sudanese book. I yeah. wonder if they would ask for those. Um, nobody asked. Well, I don't really have very many uh, golf style style designs on my table right now. Yeah. But I do need to do that. But it's true. When I came up with the um, the Moroccan and Tuareg designs in Nick's Tamashek, Tamashek book, mm-hmm. I think I've had that book out for at least two years. They're only just now starting to oh, ask. Oh, so them. weird. <laughs> yeah, it takes time. It's it's yeah. an aesthetic, and it it's almost like developing an ear for jazz. Mm-hmm. And that's what I've decided it is. They may like the designs when they first see them, but seeing those designs on their bodies, they can't make that connection. Yeah. They they just haven't they haven't incorporated them into their own aesthetic. Yeah, and it, and it's funny because it may not even be the same people, you know, it's not like you can see the evolution of somebody's aesthetic over time, no. but it's kind of like this um this global consciousness yes. moving in a certain direction. Yes. And I, I noticed that here too. I absolutely agree. Yeah. And I think it's all the little things. I, I really do. The The Indian designs are much more prevalent and powerful mm-hmm. now. I really actually get quite often where I never, ever used to get people asking for traditional <laughs> designs. Yeah. At street fairs and oh, lemon yeah. festivals. Especially and at street fairs. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And I do get that now. I really love the floral designs. You know those ones from India? You know, I just really, that's awesome. And it's happening quite regularly now but that was a long hard slog and oh, it yeah. was you're right yeah. the popular culture bollywood movies um yeah. the beautiful textiles and designs you know seeping into home decor yeah that's so true yeah so, so it, it's it's becoming more accessible aesthetically to people um and in fashion as you said mm-hmm. and i think also as henna artists i mean with the internet Oh my goodness, the things that we are showing on the internet and the fusions of designs and the things that we are celebrating and and showing with great enthusiasm and support and excitement, that is filtering into the popular culture and popular consciousness yeah. and the popular aesthetic. So I think we really are doing our job. I think it is part of our job to not only educate ourselves, but to educate our clients and educate yeah. our public. And carry them up with us. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, they may not necessarily ever love the geometric designs, yeah. but to educate their eyes to appreciate them. That's yeah, a really exactly. good thing. Yeah. And it may open the door for the Sudanese for yeah. them. Yeah. Whereas before, you know, if you just dumped it all in their laps cold, they'd be like, I don't even know what I'm looking at. Yeah, exactly. But, but it, yeah, it's yeah. definitely um, an education when you're working with your clients. And I think that's especially true with festival work is you're getting people who are there for other reasons and henna is just a side thing. Whereas when you are doing henna at a party, you're kind of there. Everyone knows that you're there and you know, they're open to it. Yes. And Um, they know why you're there and it's an exotic addition to this. Exactly. You know, party in this gathering. Yeah. And I, yeah, yeah. I was just gonna say, I remember when I used to do street fairs and I think that's part of why I stopped doing them because it was very exhausting was educating people and just constantly, you know, getting the word out about natural henna and it doesn't come in colors and it's not kanji. There's all these, (laughs) there's all these traditions that exist and this is the art of henna. 
Um, it's not a tattoo. And it, I just found it very exhausting. Um, it really is. But it was very satisfying because after about five years, I finally started to get people asking me, you know, do you do Indian designs? Do you do Moroccan designs instead of, can you do my boyfriend's name and, you know, kanji for angel or something? Yes, exactly. <laughs> so it was yes. satisfying finally, but, oh God, it just wore me out. <laughs> Mm -hmm. It really does. I mean, that's why I think a good booth babe is worth her weight in gold. Oh, totally. She totally. answers all of those incessant rep repetitious mm -hmm. questions that yeah. you just want to stick your cone in your eye and say, yeah, Oops, exactly. ouch, another cone related incident. I have to go home. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I always answer those questions just in my robot voice because it's just become so rote for me that I can't even put emotion into the answers. <laughs> It's so funny. It's true. If people are thick. They don't get that, you know, can you do one of my boyfriend's name? Yeah, I can do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can do that. Oh, God. My soul can just you do died. It in cursive writing? Yeah, I can do that. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of, oh, can you do me a really nice little paisley or something? Yeah, that, that shape, that look. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, Sit yes. down. Let me make you happy, girl. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Did I you see the you... difference? Oh, yeah, watch it. Yeah. Did you see the difference yeah, in the exactly. response? Everybody paying attention? All right. <laughs> yeah, and whenever I'm doing teenage girls and one of them asks for oh a really God. interesting design, I'm like, wow, that's so cool. That's a great idea. And try and yes. really encourage the creative thinking. And then the next girl, like, oh, I want to impress the henna artist with my creative choice. Oh, isn't that the truth? <laughs> Otherwise, because if you do not stem that tide, I yeah. have I want what she wants. Where I they... want what she got. <laughs> oh, yes. That's, oh, God, that infinity sign with that stupid word. <sighs> I Ugh. almost want to cry. You just really just look at them and you're like, really? Oh, sweetie. I just, yeah. I would do your whole frigging arm. Oh, do I'm a sleeve for yeah. you. Yeah. Just not the, that. Just please. Anything but that. And you will, I guarantee, oh. be the coolest person in your class. Yes. I can. The really infinity will not make you cool. I promise oh. you. <laughs> because she's got faith. She's got hope. She's got love. Yeah. She's got Jimmy. I mean, really? <laughs> Oh my God. I did I did one bat mitzvah where every girl wanted um the initial the first letter of a bunch of different words and the words were things like Allison and Emily are friends forever and ever. So it was the first <laughs> initial of each word. And then each girl wanted the same thing, but the phrase was different, so the initials were different. Oh and I s and I was like, Do you want a designer on it? No. That makes me crazy. I start to twitch. I'm like, why? Why don't you have any tastes? I know. Why is all your taste in your mouth? I know I should respect people's wishes. They are paying me for that. I but so um, I kind of want to just step away and have all of those girls with all those letters go away as well and then come back 10 minutes later and grab some you know kind of shy looking yes. girl and say how about I do something really cool for you or, or find the most popular yes. girl and say I'm going to do something really cool for you and original yes. and then everyone else will be like I want something that she got yeah that is a great fantasy and yeah essentially that is a, about what we have to be brave enough to do yeah yeah definitely. Just, honey don't let me go to waste I'm, yep. I'm an artist i really kind of need you to want something yeah. fun and, and exciting to change your life baby yeah baby let's do this come on don't be afraid come on <laughs> yeah and i find it's funny because i find that um 
at bat mitzvahs, you have mostly 13 year old girls. Mm. They very much want what their friends got. But once they turn like 15 or 16, all of a sudden they want anything but what their friend got. They want something that's unique to them. And and so I'm always happy to do parties for, for that age girl. It's so much, so much more fun. Isn't it? It really is. It's fun when they, I, what I'm really loving too, is they've been a lot more malleable in the booth for the most part, Ooh, they'll the come older, in and want matchy matchy designs, oh. you know, and, uh-huh. and I'm like, okay, it'll be the same, but different. Yeah, exactly. Oh, and a heart with a flower. And you know, it's funny. I really do like the hearts with the flowers. Cause there's so many zillions of ways you could do yeah, that. You can have so, okay. That. Well, we want the same one. Okay. But it'll be the same, but different. Yeah. They both get a heart. They both get a flower, but it'll be different. And they usually just kind of look a little nonplussed for a half a second. And then yeah. they like, okay. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, love you madly right now. I'm going to hook you up, girlfriend. And you can also just pull the artist um, prerogative. Like, listen, I'm an artist. I'm going to create an original piece of art on you. Yes. And you, everyone will know that you and your friend are together because they will be similar enough to see the same style, but they're not going to be matchy-matchy. They're not going to be matchy-matchy. I know Bloom Bloom and I, I know it was Jen in the booth. We came up with a new motto for the booth. You pay what you pay, you get what you get. <laughs> That's Sorry. awesome. I want to kind of needlepoint that on something and frame it or something. <laughs> I really do. Well, it, 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 it was amazing. We were really hooking people up during the Lemon Fest. It was really going well. Everybody was happy. Had a great group. Um, had Karma and Jen um, and I, Henna Ng and Bloom was running the front. It was, energy was flowing. Henna was great. And... At the end of the first day, Bloom was like, you know, you girls are making me crazy because I will spend 30 minutes with these girls. I want that flower and they should have these petals, but I want mm. this leaf and those dots and that vine. And I want it to go like this across my hand, just like this and down this finger. And and she'd write it all on the ticket. Oh, no, then, really? Yes. And, you know, she's like, I'm working with these girls. I'm trying to get them like, you know, instead of $10, $15 or $20, but still within their budget. And Okay. And then I write it all down and I give them the ticket. You took you guys to half a second. Look at that ticket. Oh, $15 flower. Great. Okay. Sit down on your hand. Have a, All right. And then you, it has nothing to do <laughs> with what they chose. Then I exactly. spent 30 minutes freaking <laughs> mapping it out for them. And I wrote it all down. Oh, you didn't even look at it. And then all you saw was $15 flower. And then they're leaving in the big smart. Did, did you like that? And you're just, they're like, yeah, yeah, it's really pretty. And that's exactly go. what I wanted. Yeah, I'm like, what did I just do? And, and then Jen, that's when she piped up with, well, you pay what you pay, you get what you get. And I'm like, there it is. That's it. That that's should it. just be it. You don't get to pick. You don't get no. to tell me what you want yeah. unless I you ask pay. you. Yeah, get what you get. And that's more or less what people do with me now. I've yeah. been working with these three books in the front of the booth um, for so long. And people will be like, I like this this one this and you can tell they're being very specific mm-hmm. and i'm like okay so in other words you like the flowers that are round and fat and the petal has a point in the center and you want it to go down your index finger close the book baby what do you want to spend today yeah all right you want to 15 dollars? yeah totally can do that it'll go a little past your wrist sit let's do this <laughs> you don't need the book no ma'am sit Let's no. do this. You're in the oh, hands of a really master. Like that. Yes. And okay, excellent. Good. All right. Here you go. And it's and rare it, when you can do that in your life where you can just turn turn the reins over to somebody else and go, just do your thing. Yeah. I wouldn't do that with my hairdresser without no. giving him a lot of guidance beforehand. Yes, exactly so. But by the same token, you do kind of trust your hairdresser to know your hair. Yeah, that is true. And to know what you say you want. 
Mm-hmm. And what that translates to in terms of what his scissors do. <laughs> exactly. I mean, seriously, it's I just it always floors me when these tiny little girls with these delicate limbs want. I want a phoenix, you know, and yeah. I want it to have flames, and I've got forty-five dollars to spend. And I'm thinking, yeah. I wish you had forty-five dollars worth of canvas on your body because you really <laughs> kind of don't, unless you want to have back piece. Yeah, That's the most lovely, delicate svelte arms I've ever seen in my life. What am I gonna do with that? Yeah. What that you want it there? What am I gonna do with that? <laughs> Where are the wings gonna go? And if it wraps around your arm, the wings no are gonna, gonna overlap. See it. And they're I mean, gonna, I, yeah, I and nobody's gonna do. see it, and it's gonna get smudged. And yeah, I have no idea what to do with you, sweetheart. <laughs> you know, I, you got like maybe a $20 henna on that arm that I could do for you. A lovely little, hat, little floral strip. But unless I can, like, you know, you can go shirtless for me today with that back piece. We got yeah. nothing for you. And they got to understand that, you know, you, you got to, this is a limitation. I always now tell people, too, can I want a heart? I want to have a flower inside? It needs to say, Jimmy loves Jane. And it needs to, you know, no, I'm sorry. Imagine doing that in icing on a on on your arm, and birthday cake icing on your arm. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Not yeah. Yeah, sweetheart. Yeah. So, what is really important? What do you, you want? The heart and the flower. What if I just put a J with that? How would that work? And that you know, just what it symbolizes. Means. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> You're gonna be happy. Let's do this. You're gonna be happy. Yeah. You know, so I just, you know, it's okay to, to guide people. I think they do kind yeah. of, for the most part, want guidance. And it's yeah. true. I mean, I really do try to dig deep and pull it out for those people who have to micromanage every aspect of the oh, experience. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's very hard. I do, I'm, I'm trying to make you happy here. You probably have a very difficult life. <laughs> so let's make this a kind of a relaxing, indulgent experience for you. Let's make this the best part of your day. Let's do that because really, you know, I'm going to try not to stab you with my cone and go to jail. <laughs> yeah, that would be bad. That would be bad. I had an I had an Indian bride who was micromanaging the design and uh, she was a professor at Columbia and she was a professor of Middle Eastern art. What? So I was like, all right, I'm up against some real firepower here. And she was yes. just like throughout the design micromanaging it. And so I was like, all right, let me get my art history um, vocabulary out. And, you know, I explained to her why this would work, but this wouldn't. I'm halfway through the design. So if I try and do that, it's going to make it look like this. And I was giving her, you know, architectural, artistic words, um, you know, keywords oh, for these things. Girl. And, uh, yeah, and I actually managed it, but God, it was uh, it was definitely hardcore so, to try and get her get so her I to let go. Would charge double because yeah. they're, they're making you work so much harder. Yeah, exactly. It's like, wow, yeah. you would get such a better design if you just let me do my thing. Although yeah. I have to say, in her case, because she kind of was pushing me against mm -hmm. what I wanted to do, it was a nice challenge, and I actually liked the design that came out. It never would have come out of me otherwise. So. See, that's just when you get to dig deep. It's yeah. so true. It's a very interesting balance, isn't it? Because oftentimes when I when I get to do what I want to do, yeah, it's not challenging. Yeah, I'm resting on, on my, my strengths and mm -hmm. I know what I'm doing. Yep, yep. But then when people ask for things that you're like, oh, really? Really? Okay, wait, wait, wait. How can I make wait. this work even though I don't want to? <laughs> yeah, I did. Okay. And then I'm pleasantly surprised yeah. when you can dig deep, pull it out. And it's so cute to see them smile and go, see, don't I really wanted it that way. That's why. And you're like, 
okay, but it could have just as easily have been a train wreck, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Especially when they, they're like, oh, um, I want floral and now I want something really structured. Yes, exactly. Oh, God. <laughs> Try not to sideswipe me in the middle of the design. Yeah. That's just, when just it decide. can get really hairy. Yeah, just to decide beforehand. Yeah. Stick with it. Yeah. So I want to take this conversation to a more technical, um, yeah, just a more technical level. I noticed when I was at the retreat last year that the cones that you make are made of very stiff um, yes. plastic. Mm -hmm. So I had a number of questions about that, and I had a chance to work with them. What kind of plastic do you use, and why do you like such a stiff plastic? And then also, how do you, how thick do you mix your paste for this kind of cone? Is it any different than a it's very thin. Oh, it's very thin. It's very thin. I, oh, okay. I in fact, um, uh, yeah, I mix it almost. I think probably uh, it makes it very soft and stretchy. I love. Oh, um, well, right, yeah. you gotta also remember, I'm in the desert. I'm in California in the yeah. desert. And so we do use quite a bit of molasses in the mix, mm -hmm. um, which helps it be uh, far more rubbery. Yeah, I love that. It, I love that uh, aspect you? of the molasses. It's so cool. It's awesome. I don't know how well it would work in a more humid climate. It actually works okay, because especially here in the summer when I'm doing henna, the molasses, I haven't used it um, in the last couple of years, but when I was using it, it was really nice because it didn't get too wet like it does if you add too much sugar. It just, like you mm -hmm. said, it just was kind of rubbery and it's and it um, flexed with the skin a lot better. Doesn't it? it yeah, then you have a really lot less cool. cracking. Yeah, definitely. It's really yeah. kind of ridiculous. Yeah. And I love it. And then um, I mix it really soft and fine and I love it stretchy. If it's dry, you're working a lot harder. You can't yeah. do the really fine, or at least I can't. I shouldn't say you. I should say I can't do the really fine shading lines like I like to do oh, them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's it if the the paste bites you. If it's if it's it it should actually run like a ribbon from the spoon. Mm. Okay. It should it yeah. should never hold a peak. It should be creamy, soft, and just mm. almost like blah. Yeah. When it when it hits something, it should almost spread, but not quite. Okay. And um. The plastic is um, 200 gauge mylar, mm -hmm. um, and I use it because once again I was working in a vacuum. I had started by using freezer baggies. Oh yeah, and just cutting Oof. all the edges off mm -hmm. and rolling cones out of that. But I found that what was interesting with the freezer baggies is the plastic stretches a little. Yeah, exactly. You would never yeah. think of plastic as being stretchy, but totally. It really does. And so yeah. as you roll it from the back, it's, and you know, I love a tight cone. It, it changes the tip. Yep. So you have to adjust every time you retape the back of the cone to make the cone tighter and more full. Mm -hmm. And it's just really kind of annoying. And then, but I just thought I, I didn't know any better. I, you know, you're kind yeah. of working in a vacuum. Yeah, you don't know. This is what the materials I have to use. And then my friend, Val, who also started doing henna along with me, um, her husband is, he's a, he's an engineer and he works with the city. They use a lot of mylar. Hmm. And he said, you got to go down to this blueprint place and see if they have mylar. And I think they sold me a couple of sheets. And then I found SNW Plastics here in Riverside mm -hmm. where they do just signage. It's like an industrial place. Yeah. And they sell mylar by the roll. Huh. And I would buy it by the foot. 
and roll cones out of that. What I loved about the mylar, though it was stiff and relatively difficult to fold the back end initially, mm-hmm. is that that tip doesn't go anywhere. Yeah. You tape that with the clear multi-purpose tape. And if you have taped it wrong, or... yeah, it's, yeah, you throw it away. If you've taped it wrong, you throw it away. Throw it away. Yeah. It <laughs> seals. It's just like, wow, Shoot. that bad boy is done. That tape like adheres to it. And yeah, if I get that initial like tip tape wrong, it's like, ah, oh, crap. Do you, do you it roll up. it open? I, you... I roll it open around, around a it. sequin pin. Right. I remember seeing those sequin pins. They're so cool. Mm-hmm. And I, I use that. It's, it's, it's either called a, it's called a third hand. You can, it's, oh, a, it's I think it's a soldering tool. Yeah. It's got those little alligator clamps and a lovely uh-huh. iron base. Yep. And exactly what they're, they're on those ball joints. Yep. So if you tape the end of the sequin pen and clasp it into. Oh yeah. Yeah. So it'll hold. Then you can roll that, those cones around that sequin pin all day long. If that's the kind of thing you if like to do in like your do. spare time. Yes, that's what I do. I do a lot of that and watch TV at night. And that's what that's my main, one of my maintenance chores. And yeah. yeah, I love to roll it open. I've never been able to clip a cone tip yeah. and not have that henna roll back on itself or shoot out to the side. Yeah, I do have I just, that problem. I've never been able to do that. So rolling it open, it, it helps to ensure it extrudes from the end in a very clean and, elegant manner. And do you roll your cones from a triangle or from a rectangle? Rectangle. And um, how do you seal it up at the top? I um, you mean at the open end? Yeah, where you put the henna in. I. It, if you roll it from a rectangle, you have an open end that has a point. Right. So it's all, mm-hmm. it, like the open end is like a teardrop shape. Yeah. So I lay the teardrop down on the table. Mm-hmm. I clamp down on the henna and push it towards the, the tip yeah. and it starts to shoot out because it's open. Mm-hmm. I fold it over once and then fold a tiny fold mm-hmm. again. And then I fold it into a point and then I fold a tiny fold of that point down and then one more down and then slap that tape on the back end and fold it over one more time so that it's really tight and still shooting out the end. Grab yeah. that sequin pin, jam it in the other end, and it's a tight, happy cone ready to go. Cool. And then as you're working, do you roll down your cone or do you just yes. kind of... Oh, okay. If you don't roll it down, you will, ha- you will, especially with those, I don't know how it is with the softer mylar or the softer mm-hmm. uh, cello or florophane, mm-hmm. but with the mylar, especially I've had, I've had other artists that work with me, pick up my cones and then promptly almost throw them on the ground and say, I hate your cones. But if they are rolled tight, yeah, very little pressure and you yeah. get a lot of results. Yeah, I can, if I'm in the zone and I'm working and I'm working, I know that it's time to roll it back, uh, roll yeah. it up in the back because I'll start to lose control and my mm. hands starts to feel tired. Oh yeah. And yeah, I've, I've have very little hand fatigue because I keep constantly taping that cone up at the back. Yeah. That's what and, I find I have to do with cones too. Cause I'm used yes. to that full feeling that you always have with the J bottles. Um, yes. and, and yeah. And you, I just feel like a more precision of the stop and start. 
when my cone is really tightly rolled down. But some people, yes. you know, they just kind of like push it down and cram it into the into the palm of their hand and kind of press from there. But I, I don't know. I just feel like I, my hand is doing too much to yes. to make the henna flow, and I'm not focusing on the drawing. Exactly. The less effort that you have to extend upon your hand, yeah. number one, you won't have the fatigue that you're, yeah. that you're, that we're all so afraid of. Yeah. And number two, the control is incredible. I notice I can't even shade as well. If my cone isn't tight, nah. if my cone is tight, it takes so little pressure, just a whisper touch can barely tell that you're yeah. Yeah, I love pressure. that. Yeah. And you're just flicking out those really fine, elegant little tiny lines. And yet if it's gushy, and the hen is squirting all over inside when you're trying to get that, that fine-tuned control. Yeah. You can't. You can't. It's a lot more work. Your hand starts to cramp and tense up. Yeah. And, yeah. And then you get really focused on your on the technical aspects instead of just letting the design flow. Yes, just letting it just like foot, yeah. foot, 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 foot. There it goes. Look at it. I just filled that pedal with lovely fine lines. So, and I could, yeah. So you're saying you like it stiff for the mm -hmm. mylar and you like it tight for the cone. Yes. Okay. That sounded very sexual. That's exactly what I was <laughs> intending. I'm glad you picked up my very subtle, uh, my subtle humor. Yes. <laughs> so stiff and tight. So stiff why so stiff. stiff for the mylar? I mean, I it's what I it's <laughs> why not? No, it's, <laughs> is it hot in here? I think <laughs> is it hot in here? Or is it just me? It's just, it's just happy to see you. <laughs> is that a cone in your pocket? <laughs> nope, just happy to see you later. Um, <laughs> um, actually, once again, working in a vacuum, uh, finding the mylar, finding it on the roll, ready to buy as many feet as I need it. Now I buy it by the roll. So and is it just that you're used to the stiffness? I'm totally used to it. Okay. Yeah. Totally so there's not like you're like, oh, I've tried both and the stiffer cone does this for me. No, I'm, I have, for the retreat, we are rolling a few of the cello cones, <laughs> but we, I, I find that I really have very little facility with them. I'm not used to it. Mm. Other people have the same problems with the mylar. Like really, how do you roll this crap? How do you fold it down the back? How do you deal with this crap? And yeah. I'm like, well, how do you deal with that stupid cello? It's so fine. I keep tearing it and it just fights me and it sticks to my fingers and I, you know, I can't get yeah. it, it to behave. Yeah. And it's because my fingers aren't used to it. Right. Uh, I'm used to the stiffer mylar. And I, I, once again, it's because I, I found it. It was readily available. It was affordable. Yeah. I, I could get it any time and it was what I was used to. Yeah. So if I go to a plastic store, I could probably just find this 200-gauge Mylar. Probably, um, or an art is. store. I think Nick said he found some at the art store he was working at. Oh, at Utrecht? Yes, or I Utrecht, think he did. sorry. Utrecht? I think so. <laughs> I think he said he found some at Utrecht. Oh, okay. I've never looked for it at um, Dick Blick. We have a bunch of Dick Blicks out here. Yeah. And, well, Dick Blick um, is now owned by Utrecht. Oh, well, there you go. You're yeah. all set. Yeah. So I'll check that out. And I yeah. we also have plastic stores here. You know that's all, all manner of plastics. So yeah, find yeah, find it out from them. It's two, it's two hundred gauge mylar. Um, okay. I can always send you samples or some from my okay. my I think I can massive find it stock. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Let me know. It's like I slip it in yeah. an envelope. Okay. Yeah, that's so interesting. I I remember trying them there and being really curious. And I'm still experimenting with um, cones. And my henna comes in these foil pouches, so I've been saving the foil pouches. And I finally cut one into a rectangle and rolled it into a cone, put some henna into it. And I was like, Oh, this is too thick. 
So it made, it made my tip too wide because, you know, there were so many layers. I yes. don't know how many times that it goes around, but, you know, there are four or five layers of, of the mylar around that tip. And it was just so thick that um, it was just unworkable. It was a nice squeeze. To, it had a nice squeeze to it, but the tip nice. was bleh. Maybe Maybe a smaller rectangle? Yeah, maybe. I was thinking also I could try the triangle because I think that gives you fewer layers at the tip. Yeah, so, maybe that's it. Yeah, maybe yeah. that would work well. Yeah. That's a, that's a good thought. So, yeah, I'm still experimenting with all of that stuff, so we'll see. Excellent. That's <laughs> fun. That's totally fun. Yeah. So um, keeping on this, on the more technical aspects, what do you think of um, as somebody who who has um, gone through art school art classes, art teachers has taught. Do you think that henna needs certification? <sighs> That's been such a hot button issue. I know, it? I know. It's and so, so I'm curious funny. from you because your persona online is always, you're very optimistic and positive and, you know, I never hear you kind of, uh, trash people or ideas. And so I feel like I could get, get kind of a more objective, um, opinion from you on this well i think i i think i think the certification was probably especially that it started back when you know the the, the ppd was raising its ugly head and right people you know wanted you know they, we start i think we're still so much in our infancy as a an industry it's yeah. really indus, interesting we're starting to wake up and realize wow I mean, because it was like, it was like that for me. I, I didn't realize I had a business until I had the business for like three years. <laughs> I, seriously, I guess I'm really a slow study because I just, I woke up one day and went, wait, I, these people have been here before. I have yeah. clients. Yeah. How did that happen? Oh my goodness. And so it, I think it's kind of like that with henna. We're all artists and artists are, we serve our own muse as it should be. We are serving yeah. ourselves. We are yeah. serving our, our, our vision and our passion. And we are finding that we are also serving the public's hunger for adornment. And mm -hmm. there's something very magical and the ancient aspect of the henna and the, the, the Baraka that carry like crazy intense yeah. and wanting to, have this level of professionalism and work and the specter of the idea of the government stepping in yeah. and wanting to regulate us. Oh, yeah. you know, let's all just form our own, you know, like go out on the ice flow and form our own country. If yeah. that happens. <laughs> um, yeah. That's, that's, that's always a consideration, I guess, but that's a fear-based consideration. I think that, I think that the, to varying degrees, we are policing ourselves. I think as I, the older I get, the more I realize that there is room for all of us. There is room for everyone from the person who thinks of henna as a business and a hobby and a way to make some quick money. Right. There's room for that person. Yeah. I don't think we need to turn up our noses at that person yeah. who has found a way to make money using however limited skill they think they need. Yeah. They're going to charge for yeah. like what 50 bucks for a party. God bless them. Good for them. Yeah. Go with God. Yeah. Because I and think somebody will, will want that too. Somebody will want that. Yeah. Somebody who can't afford me as a party yeah. favor. And somebody you want them really... to find somebody who's at least yes. using natural henna maybe. Yeah. So why should we turn up our nose at that person who doesn't yeah. even think of it as an art form? Yeah. It's just another business. 
and God bless, go with God, enjoy, do well, <laughs> and do your best. And there's room for everybody in between. Yeah. I think it's fantastic. I, you know, if you're not flipping burgers and cleaning somebody's toilet and taking care of somebody else's kids, I mean, granted, if that's what you're doing and that's a, and you're finding satisfaction in that, once again, go, go with God. It. Yeah. But Lucky if you, you. found, um, yes, God bless. We all, we, everybody needs that. Services are always required. My gr- grandfather was a garbage man in the Bronx. <laughs> I mean, why somebody has I, to do that. So, hey, there will always be garbage. <laughs> and, and like he used to say, there will always be garbage. You will always have a job. And why he didn't die rich, I don't, none of us will ever know. <laughs> but by the same, you know, and he was a very happy man and well liked and loved and respected as he should be. But here we go. Somebody has found a way to make money with Hannah. God bless. Good. Mm-hmm. I'm turn up my nose at you or tell you there's no room for you in our world. Yeah. And who, and who are you or who am I to say yes. who has that right? I mean, if I don't want that henna, I just won't pay for it. I just won't pay for it. And if I get a client who can only afford that, then they should have somebody. They should have you. Yes, you should. And you should, we should hold your head up with pride. You should be welcome in our community. You should, you yeah. should, you should make your way. Everybody's got to make their money and nobody does it better than anybody else. You were the one who said the phrase that I live by, <laughs> that you believe in the theory of abundance. Yeah. Kenzie, the minute you typed that, I was like, that's it. The Aww. more I fleshed it out, the more I thought about it and, and meditated on it, the more I lived it, the more true and real and abundant it became it fed itself and it is so the it is my catchphrase my touchstone that's a that's a that's a good reminder for me too because uh, it's been a little slow for me and so that's when I start to doubt that and you know I think is it really a win-win world out there you know or is somebody actually stealing my business and I'm losing because somebody else is winning and it's sometimes hard to remember that you know there's enough henna lovers out there for all of us and the more we do henna the more people see it and the more they want it and the more i mean we will all we have a little bit higher niche i get or not higher i shouldn't say higher specialized niche of henna as art and we're charging more for it and it does limit our our, our ability to make money. I mean, if, if we were willing to do $50 parties and just slap that henna on and no aftercare and whatever, then of course we would have a lot more opportunities to make money. Right. But even as it is, I'm working all the time. (laughs) That's awesome. And I'm just like kind of free. Well, I do live in the land of milk and honey. And I try to remember that in the forefront of my brain, Mm -hmm. but I also love that theory of abundance because we are territorial creatures. Yeah. But I just, I, my other litmus test is, it's a question I ask myself because I've always, I, I've also felt that, that, oh God, another henna artist on my turf. Yeah. Okay, they're going to siphon off some of my business. What if yeah. they undercut me? What if this, <laughs> and then I stop and I think, okay, Kenzie said, theory of abundance. <laughs> and then I think, is this, is this thinking making my world larger? Or is it making my world smaller? Do yeah. I really need to go and pee on all my trees? Yeah. Or do I just have to stop and say, all right, let's go say hello. Yeah. And say, Cooperate. I think you're going to do good. I think this is going to be great. And I'll send my overflow to you. And mm-hmm. am I getting a good hit off you? Because you know, granted, I don't have to refer anybody 
But if I like you and if I think, you know, you're a, a, a pleasant person and my, and my clients that I send to you are going to be really pleased, then you know what? I am actually happy to do those referrals. Yeah, and then your client is happy and the, oh, henna, the, yes. the henna global consciousness has been improved by a certain Static. degree. Yeah. Ecstatic. And you know what? I've seen it happen on a small scale and a large scale. I'd have, I, I don't own anything. I really don't. I barely own <laughs> The 10 by 10 space that I've paid for, that can be revoked at any time. Yeah. The market itself, I could have worked there. I mean, some of the markets I worked eight years, 10 years. I don't own that market. Yep. If that market yep. manager thinks that they need three henna artists at that market, they can have three henna artists at, at, artists at that market. Yeah. I've got to either hope that that market will learn to support three henna artists because as three henna artists, we will make that many more people happy. Exactly. I don't know how many people I'm losing through attrition. Yeah. I don't know. How, I'm, I'm a head down. Yeah. Unless I have true. a booth, babe, I'm not addressing everybody that I think I may be addressing. Yeah. I don't know how many people are glancing and going, ugh, one person, maybe I'll come back later. Yeah. And they never do. And they never come back. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it's very true. So if they walk on down and they get a really lovely flower from that lady down there and they go home and they tell their two friends and their friends are like, holy crap, that's beautiful. How is that hurting me? Exactly. And those people, I mean, just in practical terms, her friends see it and then they all go to the market the next week and yes. maybe the other person is busy and you have a shorter line. And so they come get henna from you. Thank so it you. all comes, it all comes around. And the fact that there's yes. henna on skin and it's out in the world is good for all of us. And somebody's going to go online yes. and go, I need a henna artist. And they type in Google search terms for henna in the area and they find yes. you. So I, yes, I don't know. Yes, Must that's happen. the theory of abundance <laughs> in action. And I've yeah. seen it happen time yeah. and again. You've reminded me of so many important things that I have uh, let uh, fall by the wayside. I don't even remember saying that, but yeah, it's something uh, that I have to remind myself of now. It opened my life. It yeah. really did. Oh, it opened good. my life. <laughs> because really, I've, I've, I've been there. I've done that. I yeah. felt those fears and they yeah. still want to bumble up. Yep. But I, I just remind myself, theory of abundance. Yeah. I mean, think about it. Even in nature, there's no one kind of grass. There's no one kind of snowflake. There's no one kind of water. There's no one kind of anything. Mm -hmm. Why should there only be one kind of anything anywhere? Why yeah. should there only be one kind of henna artist? Yeah. It's adorable when my customers are like, well, you're the only one that will let henna me. Yeah. I'm like, no, baby, don't make your life that small. Yeah. Don't make your world that small. Yeah. You go get tired of me. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, seriously, I'm going to start looking like the one-trick pony. Really? You go do that same old flower on me, or that same old spiral, the same old... It all starts to look the same. Go yeah. get henna from that girl down the street. She's awesome. Yeah, and then if you want to come back here next time, that's you cool, totally too. You totally will, yeah. and it'll yeah. all be fresh. And, yeah, and exactly. it's, it's like, you're going, to, you're going to eat steak every night? And it's fresh for you, too. Yes. Do you yeah. always eat apples? Wouldn't you like an orange now and again? Yeah. <laughs> Makes the apple taste better. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's the same thing. Why should you always get the same thing? It's ridiculous. Why are we so silly that way? Yeah. Why shouldn't we have a variety of henna artists working all and, the and time? And that's also, you know, I hear a lot of people online say, well, I don't want to teach somebody who's in my market. I don't want to teach somebody how to do henna. Uh, yeah. And really? I'm like, you know, when I teach somebody henna, that's when they realize how really hard it is to be a good yes. henna artist. Cause they're like, Oh, I want to do it. And I had one guy who was like, I want to do it as a business. I was like, cool, take my class, I'll mm -hmm. give you all the basics. And then at the end of the class, he's like, wow, I'm going to need some practice. 
Yes. And, and I don't know if he ever, I don't think, I don't know if anybody I taught ever became a professional yep. hen artist. Maybe I'm a really crappy teacher no. and I discouraged them or I didn't teach them enough, but I think they also realized like henna's really cool, but it's hard to get very good at it. And yes. so I'm going to hire Lisa to do henna for me. Yes. And, um, I appreciate even more what she does as a hen artist. Yes. And that that's my a, thinking. I'm just building yes. clientele by teaching people. It's exactly the, exactly the way it works. Yeah, Anytime anybody so. asks me anything about henna, I always tell them, this is where I get my powders. There's, here are three resources yeah. for powder. Here are and all my all secrets. Them, <laughs> yes. Here's, here's my recipe. Yeah. And here's how I roll the cone. And look yeah. up these tutorials. They're yeah. excellent on YouTube. And <laughs> come to the classes. What do you think we do the retreat? I mean... Everybody who does henna better and, and more originally and, and fleshes out there because their business is an extension of their artistic expression. Yeah. And, and the better you do it, the more we are all successful. The more successful you are, the more successful we all are. And you're yeah. so right. I have very, very seldom. I actually had a guy once come up to me. He's like, I'm an artist. And his friend was with him. And he's like, mm -hmm. I'm going to learn this because you figured it out. I'm going to learn this. I'm going to steal your business. And I just <laughs> laughed and I went, okay. You are welcome to do that. And <laughs> never heard from him again. Never. I don't even know if he exists anymore. I don't know if he got hit by a bus when he went down the street or <laughs> if he's working in Venice. I have no freaking clue because, yeah, yeah even as an artist, you look at that and you're like, they're just drawing. Yeah. Exactly. What, how hard is that? Yeah. Until you've done it. Yeah. And then you really, I mean, oh my God, just because you can draw doesn't mean you can pick up a cone. It's a completely different, yeah. it's, there's so much more going on. Yeah. There's the squeeze, the drag, the speed, the pressure. It's not just holding a pencil and dragging it at a certain speed and direction across the exactly. paper. Yeah. And it's also like, how do you position the person so that they're comfortable mm. and they're not going to fidget? How do you ask them questions so that they'll keep talking so that you can just focus on what you're doing? How do you yes. um, make sure that they understand aftercare? And this is stuff that you learn through trial and error. You, know, oh, yes. you have four clients who are like, my henna fell off. And you're like, well, I explained it to you. And then you have to think, well maybe I need to explain it differently to them yes. how to take care of their henna. And this is all, I don't think people realize how much of that is there's stuff that's beyond the art aspect of it, beyond the drawing. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. If you have a canvas that talks back, yeah. you have a canvas that moves, that flinches, that mm -hmm. has different shapes every single time. And that, that changes it, its mind about what it wants on it. <laughs> yes. Exactly. That has input. Your canvas yeah. has input. Yes. What? My canvas has input. My canvas gets to dictate to me what I paint today. Yes. It's like, really? Yeah. It's, it's there. You're right. The, 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 the amount of information and effort that has to go into creating a henna design on one single person is, is yeah. epic. It's epic. And yeah. it's amazing that all any of us really enjoy it at all. Yeah. But you know, it, it, yes, on the surface, you're walking by, you see that line, you're like, oh my God, I want that. I want that money that she's pulling in. Yes, yeah. that success, that money, that recognition, it's all like, it's like so just, oh, it's, it effortless. is, yeah, <laughs> it looks effortless and it's so appealing yeah. and desirable. And, I and look, yeah. I'm sorry, I keep interrupting no, you. No, go, 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 go. I was just going to say, I look back at the 15 years I've been doing henna and I, and I forget how 
little I knew about all of these things, like telling people about aftercare and confirming appointments and little, you know, all these little businessy things that you need to do to actually get to the point where you're sitting there with a line and the cash is just flowing. Yep. And so when people say, I want to do henna, I'm like, yeah, why not? Of course you can. It's easy. And then I'm like, uh, yeah, it's easy if you're like making mistakes for 10 years and, and, yes. uh, and losing customers and, yes. and uh, getting stiffed and yeah. coming up with things that people wipe off the minute they walk away. God, and yeah. people like, you know, that's really too hard. You're explaining it. So, oh no, forget it. I don't want to do it. I'm like, yeah. oh, but it's really easy. I mean, it's not that hard. Like, oh my God. And what's hard about being a henna artist, becoming a professional henna artist is the, is coming back the next day and doing it again. Like you have a really crappy gig and you know, your bride left in tears or, you know, the person, oh. you know, didn't get any stain. And then the next day you just go out and do it again and do it again. You do it again until you this finally where, figure yeah. out how to, how to deal with all of these things. This is the agony and the ecstasy. This is where yeah. you walk the line between madness and inspiration. It <laughs> yeah, really, exactly. I mean, when you think about it on paper, it looks stupid. Yeah. Being so an easy. artist is stupid. Yeah. I mean, I have done things that I poured so much of myself into. And then if I had only stopped five minutes ago, I would have at least had something unembarrassing to show. But now <laughs> I have ruined it. Five minutes made the difference between something that yeah. was was serviceable and acceptable to something that is just too embarrassing. And I've yeah. been so upset I've chewed it up with my teeth. But then I get it the next day. And I can't wait to do it again. Really? Yeah. And that's, that's the artist is that drive to keep doing it again Or every day. the madman. Yes. I don't know. It's either it's either insanity or artistry. I don't know. Yeah. It's like walks a very fine line. Yeah, definitely. definitely. Really does. <laughs> it really does. Because, you know, most people would be like, oh, hell no, that was a bad day. Yeah. I spent I don't ever want to go through that again. Yeah, doing that. I ain't, uh, no, that, and then I cried. Yeah. <laughs> Let's do that tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely had the crying. Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> so what do you think is the future of henna and what do you wish the future of henna would be? That it, that it just, the, you know, one of the miracles is that it's still a living, breathing, evolving art form. Yeah. So many art forms and, and, and traditions have been lost in the centuries. And, and, and I remember this one almost came very close. When I first started, I remember hearing, art, you know, henna artists that were established, bridal artists saying that brides don't want henna anymore because it's mm -hmm. old fashioned and their, their aunties and their mamas did it, but they don't want, they want to be a modern bride. They don't want yeah. henna. Yeah. And the fact that it's, it is becoming viewed as, I mean, I love folk art. Folk art is is the art of the people it is the yeah. it is the accessible art the, the outsider art the art that yeah. is that is not like elitist or you know it, it it is as earthy and as charming and as effortless as it wants to be and yet it can be as artful and as as elevated and mm. as 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 fraught with you know oh my god fine art technique and application as you can bring to bear and everything in between. And I love that about it. I love that it's still living and breathing and evolving and, and it's, it can be all things to all people. It's like pretty magical that way. Yeah. Like we just said, if you just want to be that, that, you know, that 
little henna artist that makes pretty flowers and little vines and leaves and slaps it on the skin and, 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 you know, goes home with, you know, a few bucks in your pocket. That's absolutely great. Yeah. And, and there's room be, for that in henna to, to there's do that. room for all of it. Yeah. There really is. I really think that it is, that it is the, the least elitist art form that is available to all mm-hmm. people. And, and it always has been, I've always yeah. loved that, 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 vision of being a link in a centuries old chain yeah i love that feeling it's, it's, it's very comforting and very empowering as well love that do you have a like, vision of what henna could be in the future oh yeah i think that's i think that's you and nick and all of these people who are like pushing the envelope doing these really wild pieces and and doing it on cloth and wood and mixed media and using mm-hmm. some of the colorini and the the body paint and the glitter and the and the and the the crystals and creating these really avant-garde kind of pieces that yeah. are just like wow I never thought to do that <laughs> and and yet still digging deep into some of like the the resist methods and using um uh, the glues and things, you know, the tapes and, yeah. and to really, once again, pushing those traditional envelopes. Yeah. It's just like so cool. It's in that way. It is. It's like breaking those, those, those fine art into those fine art realms and, and, and avant-garde barriers, you know, it's just yeah. really beautiful that way. And yet still, you know, there will always be those who love and cherish and, um, uh, celebrate the roots yeah and, and those, tradi- yeah those traditions, traditions. yeah mm-hmm. so I like reaching forward and backwards all at the same time yeah and within the same artist and within the same pieces yeah it's all it's all amazing it's just so exciting yeah it's funny because it's henna is such a niche thing and it's be- been considered a trend and yet there's just universes in it yes and we're only beginning to discover what's outside of our own little universe in Hannah. And that's what's, what is, what really defines, I think, art is that it's never done. Okay. We've totally exhausted all avenues of expression with this. It just isn't happening. Yeah, definitely. It just not. isn't happening. It's yeah. just amazing that that's not happening. It's been doing, it's been done for centuries. Yeah. We're still finding fresh avenues mm-hmm. and fresh ways of expression. It's just outstanding. Outstanding. Yeah. Truly and, outstanding. And we mistake certain lulls for the death of henna, but yeah, it just seems, it seems to keep coming back and coming out of yes. those lulls. And Oh, everything has its ebb and flow. Yeah, everything. definitely. We just see it so short term, like, oh God, that's it for henna. That's it. No more. I didn't have any clients this summer. That's it. Henna's dead. That's the fear talking. Yeah, definitely. That's the fear. So that's, let's go back to abundance. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> Remind of the abundance. Gotta... Yes, and well, it's also that we we create our own. I mean, exactly. as artists, we know this. Yeah. We create our own realities. We know it yeah. as well as, if not better than, scholars and 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 the spiritual, because you take all this disparate stuff, and then you create something completely different with it. You are the creatrix of your own universe, yeah. and you create your own. It it it, it permeates everything you do. That's why when people say, well, how do you create your business? You just do. Yeah. One step at a time, you do it. 
one thing at a time. You've got yeah. the plant, you've got the powder, you've got the lemon juice, you've got the oils, you've got the cones, you've got the, and then the designs and, and you just do it. And the same yeah. thing with the yeah. business. Oh, look, there's a festival. Somebody needs somebody for a party. Okay, let me go online and figure out how to book this thing or how to do this or how to do that one step at a time. Oh, you know what? I think I want to do it this way because this is what makes sense to me. I want to dress this way and present myself in this way. I want to make a business card that way. It's an extension of your creative self. It's yeah. an extension of your creative art and your creative expression. And the way you do that is very personal and very you. Yeah, definitely. Everything that we do, and that is your reality. Okay, now it's your reality. Yeah. And it happens th throughout your life, everything that we do. So is your, I mean, I know it's like so trite and old and people are going to be like, really? She brought that up? The glass half full, the glass half empty. It's the ebb and flow of things. Yeah. And you, you've got to have noticed it. Okay, yeah. You get that little feeling of that panic bubbling up. Oh yeah. my gosh, yeah. phone hasn't rung. Yeah. I haven't, I don't have anything in the next two or three weeks. This is, this is the, the, the tail end of the season or, or the, the, the winter is looming. And then, okay, yeah. I'm going to go online and I'm going to post a picture and I'm going to, to, to post a little thought for the day or a, a thought I was having about henna or I'm going to do something or I'm going to do a little research on this, this thing that I thought I heard about. Maybe it's an event for next month. or And the next thing you know, the phone rings. Yep. Somebody wants you a put that energy out Somebody there. Wants you a opened up that you channel. You got that chi moving. Yeah, you got that channel open for the good stuff to come in by putting exactly. your, your good stuff out there. You really have, and yeah. it's, it may seem disparate and unconnected. Oh, I was, I was, I was, yeah. I was just posting a picture from last summer, and now a party popped up. Yeah, and they shouldn't even see. She wasn't even online for a yeah. week. Yeah, but you put ah, that energy. You yes. opened it up. Yeah, I totally and, agree. Yes, and that's it. That's the abundance, and that's the getting it all moving. Action is the great creator yeah if you just start so moving it get it moving get it going pick up that sketchbook yeah yes yes i but will i will i promise oh don't make me chase you down woman. that's Nobody okay i may that. need that <laughs> none of us needs that you don't need me nagging at you that's a damn crone don't answer the phone <laughs> oh jeez, she's just gonna nag it. me she's gonna nag me i haven't sketched in a week oh, i hate this you are How free to you are free to remind remind me if it strikes you. You can just like text me and say, "Are you drawing? Are you drawing? Have you drawn today? <laughs> Have you drawn today, Lisa? Has your sketchbook opened time. today? Yes. No. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know where your sketchbook is? It's three o'clock. Yes. <laughs> that is a good question. Actually, my sketchbook is right here. I can touch it. So I'm gonna um, go off in a um, in another weird direction and. Um, this may be too personal, so you can just tell me if you don't want to go down this um, thing and I can just cut it out. Um, but as a uh, fellow divorced woman, I wanted to know how you saw how your divorce affected your henna business and your creativity, if there was any, if well, it, I'm just it, wondering it what kind of transformation went it on. It exploded it. It's fun. It's kind of funny. It's, it's, it's uh, it's a very good question, I think, because um, once again, your reality is what you make it. I mean, mm -hmm. for a while there, I was pretty wrecked and poor, poor, pitiful me. Mm -hmm. um, happily, I don't, I don't, I'm not comfortable in those in that mode, and yeah. I'm bored of it pretty quickly. Oh, that's um, good. <laughs> yeah, isn't it? It's. I think it's a good. It's a good. Uh, to have that that shallow level of <laughs> that shallowness. Like I'm done with crying. Kind of yeah, bored I'm bored myself. with myself already. Kind of bored with this poor, poor, pitiful me situation. <laughs> Pick party is dull. Nobody's yeah. drinking. Let's yeah. just get out of here. 
And you're and no so, fun to hang out with either. No fun. I don't even like myself. You know, really, I don't even want to be with me. Aww. Really, just, just no fun. And I think, um, of course, keeping busy and keeping busy at something that you love and you feel like you're investing in yourself, that's, that's very healthy and that's very therapeutic. Um, it also might be very escapist. I mean, yeah. I don't pretend to yeah, know definitely. if I'm, what I'm doing is actually correct or good for me. I mean, I, I, I have, my barometers are really, I'm really happy. I have a really happy life. I'm, I'm needing like financial help from my family less and less and less in a remarkably short time. That's great. Um, and I have he- healthy friends. And so and I like to think, and I do check in with my friends every now and then, you know, saying, you know, if I, if I sound to you, like, if you want to slap me, essentially, please do. <laughs> um, yeah. I trust your judgment. Yeah. And if it's I, if you're already, like that, yeah, isn't it? It's good to get the, <laughs> the, 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 the reality check. Yeah. The little okay. Smack dad, down. <laughs> you know, I want to be there for you and be your shoulder to cry on, but enough is enough. Really, can we just like get past this now? Yeah, yeah. So I, I, so I think I'm doing okay. I really do, and I really, it's what's very interesting is I think my my what my marriage was unhealthy for longer than I was aware of. Mm. I think that my ex had left long before I noticed he was even gone. Ooh. You know what I mean? One of those things, and I had been using my business also as a way to keep myself busy. Um, uh, yeah, cause a distraction against the reality is, of that. Yeah. And it's against the reality. And mm-hmm. then when the reality, you know, you gotta be strong enough to see what you need to see. And when I finally saw what I needed to see and it was kind of, you know, devastating and all that crushing stuff. And then what I call the shock and awe when I, <laughs> I knew I was doing okay. When I realized that, Oh crap, I forgot to tell that person. Now I have to deal with the freaking shock and awe. Oh yeah. Yeah. I want to, I want to like burn right through Get that. Shock that. And awe yeah. Crap. I'm kind of done with the shock and awe. Let's get like, to okay, the other side of this. Response. Yeah. Let's all get over this really quickly now. Mm-hmm. So I think I, I kind of think that that was a good thing. And I really think that, for myself too. I mean, there's no one person that is ever at fault for when these things yeah, kind of fall yeah, apart. Totally. There's enough blame to go around yeah. and there's, you know, balance. The causality is not clear at all, especially exactly. in a long relationship. No, exactly. Really, you know, we can, I can just, I think I keep thinking I, we can safely say that we grew apart and um, I think that he's a lot happier now. I'm a lot happier now. I think that um, the business has been my salvation the henna art, mm-hmm. like I have said before, art is really good therapy. The The art of henna is exceptional therapy because it puts you in contact with people. Yeah. I do tend to be a hermit. As an artist, I do tend to be a hermit, and I do tend to hunker down. Mm-hmm. And henna, re- you can't really do that with henna. You mm-hmm. have to you have to be out with people. Yeah. You have to be, I mean, certainly nobody wants you to sit there and go, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> my marriage is on the rocks. And no, nobody wants that. You're going to sit there all by yourself. And so you do, uh, it, it's really healthy. I think it's really nice that you have a portion of your life that is fully functional yeah. and that you can function in, in a healthy way. And it's not like, okay, well, this is still good. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, at least I can make this one thing work, so I the rest should be doable too. Good. Yeah, this is a good model for and a good thing to hang my little hat on and say, okay, I can keep this alive and functional and working, and it doesn't all have to be in the toilet. This yeah, exactly. Yeah. 
Yeah. So what happened to your creative self post-divorce? Like who, who, who did you become? I think I'm more myself. It's in a, in a way it's a little frightening because <laughs> you have no one I, to blame it on now. Not, yeah. And, and I, well, and I, I have no one to rein me in. Uh, you know what I mean? I have no one to feel like, well, if I'm walking on his arm, are people going to judge him because of the way I look? Right. Right. You know what I mean? Yep. I have no one to feel like, Oh wow. I really, really love to wear all my hair tessels and flowers and my dreadlocks and my kerchief and all of my clothes from Nepal, but his friends might think that's weird. So I'm just yeah. going to go ahead and the cute little peasant skirt and the little top and maybe I'll wear my kerchief and that funky necklace. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Now there's no one to, to rein me in. And you can and just explore exactly. Oh yeah. Or yeah, and you can just explore whatever. It's, it's, it's a little frightening. Yeah. It really is. It's a little frightening. I am this crazy, crazy, and even more so old crone. <laughs> I'm planning, I've been planning it for two years now. Nick is probably going to laugh and snort something out of his nose, but I'm actually going to get my septum pierced. And <laughs> I know I'm 56 or 57. What am I doing? <laughs> but I really want to. And yeah, I just think, so why you not? know, and I don't I have anybody to like, be like, oh, really? Yeah. I just yeah. really think it's a bad idea, you know? And I, I'm, it's my life. I yeah. love, I really, I'm loving the freedom a little too much. <laughs> I really That's am. That's nice though. I can go when I, when I please stay as long as I want, go home when I'm good and ready. Yeah. Dress how I like. I just, I'm loving this so much. My house is more my house. My look is more my look. My, I am more who I am you're more intensely yourself. Yeah. And I, it's funny cause I don't really realize it until I do see myself like reflected. Yeah. Occasionally with that startlement in somebody's eyes, you know, you <laughs> open the door or you open, go walk into the shop and people are like, ah, hello. Yeah. <laughs> what like, is this creature? Yes, what does like, she, oh what does she represent? <laughs> yes. And people do ask me that. Oh really? So where are you from? And part of me thinks I really should start talking like, Veiling from very many places. <laughs> it's hard to answer that question. Where am I from yesterday or last month? Where am I where, from? Where is Any anybody from? <laughs> where is anybody from? Are you thinking more from, like, uh, do you think we come from the primordial soup? <laughs> or... From eating my mother's legs. What? I really think I'm, I'm got, I've actually kind of tried that because I really think that things will shift and click into place in their eyes. I kind of want to see that because I really love that when people do, you can tell it's wrenched out of them. Like, I gotta ask. Yeah. And they're like, what do you do? <laughs> and you're like, oh, I'm an artist. And that's when it clicks. You almost yeah. hear it clicking into place. Yeah. And they go, oh, it's yeah. almost a relief. But then they kind of feel like they lock you into that. And it's like, yeah, I'm an artist, but, you know, don't don't limit me just because yeah. of that. But I think it's also kind of fun because I'm, I guess I'm, I'm actually walking the walk and talking the talk. Yeah, but I, yeah, exactly. Truly interesting is when I answer in this, like, you know, oh, I'm, I was born in Texas. And they still, they're like, I'm still so confused. <laughs> I, I don't I, I can't what how yeah. so what are you dressed for and granted I live near Hollywood so you would think people would be a little less likely to be like what yeah 
Like my favorite thing, my, one of my favorite stories was I was heading to art class. This is years ago before I even became a henna artist. And I had my hair wrapped in ribbons and I had my portfolio under my arm. And I was dressed in like two skirts and a, and a, and a, a couple of belts and a scarf across my hips and lots and lots of jewelry on. And I'm just like tripping down the street. And I hadn't realized it was Halloween that day oh. uh, because it was early morning and I'm not an early morning person. So, you know, I was, I was lucky to be out of the house and dressed and, and looking, I thought, particularly cute that day. And um, some woman in a clown outfit with a fright wig and the big shoes and everything was, stepped out of an office building with her friend who was with, you know, the, the lovely tailored suit on and the pumps. <laughs> and the clown says to the friend, see, I'm not the only one who dressed. And I looked at them and I just, I almost stumbled. I laughed so hard. I snorted and went... But I'm not. I forgot it was Halloween. This is me. Yeah, right. Was like, oh, look, she's dressed as a bohemian artist. How cool. I know. How cool is that? See, I'm not the only one who, drew, who decided to dress for Halloween. And I just think oh, I was late for class, so I didn't have time to stop and explain. <laughs> God. This is me. And it's true. I mean, people are, I've dressed like this to go to the grocery store. And people are like, so where are you going? I need milk. <laughs> yeah. No, no. Where are you going? Yes, right in here. Ouch, just ouch, others. Yeah. You know where you were just at. Yeah. No, after this, home to make a little soup. I don't know. What do you want from me? I don't have anything <laughs> exciting to tell you. I'm sorry. You know, it's just very interesting. I just love. I love that. I actually, I actually enjoy and love that about my life, and that I get to be. And I'm hoping that it gets a little wilder and a little crazier. And I, I can't oh. imagine it getting less than. Yeah, it sounds like uh, sounds like there's definitely room for that, and like you said, no limits on that. That's yeah, when I get my Vardo, it'll even be better. When you get your what? My Vardo. What's that? Oh, Kenzie, you know what a Vardo is? The gypsy no. wagon. Oh, no, I didn't know that. <laughs> oh, my God, you got to go to my Pinterest. Oh. I have a whole group. A whole oh, okay. Like, so going I think I've have... seen that. Those are so cool. Yeah, oh, those yeah. little caravans. for the road now. You can <gasps> awesome. tow them behind your car. <gasps> Awesome. Yeah. That's so very I'm you. I have my, Rob, Var, my Vardo and hit the road at least like three to five months out of the year and um, do the henna thing. And that's very awesome. Isn't that's that? That's very you. That's going to be like my, my retirement years. So I don't have to do the booth. <laughs> I can just yeah. like park just the work Vardo, out of your caravan. Yeah, level it, uh, like pull out the awning, throw a chair oh, and a piece of carpet down. That's so and, cool. And I'm ready to go. Wow. That will complete the picture. Oh, that's me. It's You've been dressing the, the part. Yeah. <laughs> I've, yeah. I've, I've, I've been doing it for a while. I just didn't think about the Vardo on wheels part. Yeah. So I told you I'm a slow study. Yeah. Whatever. You got time. <laughs> you got time. So um, we're at two and a half hours. <laughs> wow. We are. I know. Shut up. <laughs> this is ridiculous. I know. <laughs> Um, wow. so I, I have, I don't know how much more my hard drive can handle. So I just want to ask you one quick question Okay. to, to kind of draw things to a close. What, what's the last thing that you remember that kind of made you like catch your breath or made your heart skip a beat or made your jaw drop? What? The moon the other night. Oh, yeah? 
I mean, it happens all the time. It's really, I'm really, I can't think about how we live and where we live and this planet that we're living on and stuff. It's, yeah. There's, you know, there's so much richness it's all true. around us. Yeah. And I, I, I get to watch the hummingbirds take a bath whenever I water the lawn and oh. the moon at night is extraordinary. And yeah. the, the people we get to deal with, the things that the impact it makes on their lives. I, yeah. It's uh, powerful. I, this, sum, this summer I got this incredible text from this woman whose daughter, I didn't know she was ill. She was just a charming young girl. And I did this piece on her arm and I wasn't busy. And, you know, you get a really good hit off of people. The, little, yeah. the young girl sat so still and was so enthralled and so mm -hmm. enamored of the, the – um, process of, of getting the henna and she had her $10 and really I'm going to do like a little flower. No, she chose something out of one of Nick's books, which ne is never heard of. Yeah. And so I'm like, yeah, girlfriend. And so she chose what was originally like a $45 design, but she only mm -hmm. had 10. So I'm like, baby, I'm going to make you happy. Because, yeah. Hey, Just you're making me very happy right exactly. now. Exactly. <laughs> I've done that so it. many times. It's so true, right? It's, it's <laughs> just a natural part of what we are and yeah. who we are and what we do. And yeah. you've chosen, you know, ding, 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 winner, winner. Exactly. You've chosen something that's making my heart race and look at who's cho choosing it let's do this so yeah. i sat down and her mother watched and it was just a great 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 moment and i had a great time and she was just so adorable with the whole thing it holds so still not you know because normally you're doing these little birds you're like doing henna on little birds and you're chanting nice and still now baby nice and yeah. still and you're thinking really you probably should have saved your money for cotton candy and a nice ride because yeah. you've got too much energy for this moment and yeah. so anyway it wasn't that it was everything you want it to be and more than and mm -hmm. then like a week later i get this incredible it made me cry mm -hmm. text from this woman who said that the, that the young girl and i remembered her immediately had some kind of incurable disease and so that was her big treat for the day and uh, uh. Wow. and that it meant so much and, and I just was like are you kidding me you know and it meant so much to me just to have that moment with her and I, really and we yeah. get to do this and then we get paid yeah I know that's what blows my mind I walk out are of events me? where I'd be like shit I would do this for free this was yes. like connecting with human beings and being praised by them and it's it's amazing that we get paid for it. Doing something you love, so lucky. Who appreciates it, and then <laughs> have and then having it means something. And then they more come back and thank you even more. That's yes. amazing. And you're oh. like, it was. Had I even known, it would have been such an overwhelming privilege yeah. to have shared a moment with this child and who is in this struggle, and then have it mean something more to her or people who ask us to share their wedding day. Mm -hmm. um, and bless it or their belly and bless it or their moment and their union and their what are you kidding me and then yeah. you get paid i know it's phenomenal <laughs> and then there are days when i get like really diva like well oh well they're not gonna um pay for this and da, 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 and i get very um bitchy yeah. about it and sometimes i just want to smack myself like you yeah, don't even know how good you have it i know but that's where yeah, yeah. you know what that's where we do stop and we yeah. do stop think about it because yeah, yeah I, I've had those moments too you know with oh, that corporation and you know it doesn't yeah. matter you know you forget for a half a minute that wow they hired you five times each time was a hella fat check yeah and and I paid my rent yes 
all five times and got myself some really nice shoes. And, you know, are you kidding me? This time didn't, didn't pan out and fell through. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Let's all take a breath here. You're going to be a little bitch about that. Yeah. Let's let's not curse them for this. Let's be like, wow, you must be as sad as I am that this didn't, (laughs) this didn't pull through. And let's let, you know, thank you for all that great, experience this year and let's hope that next time it'll all come together and by all means let's use that fifty dollars towards that next yeah you know event that yeah, hopefully exactly. will come up yeah <laughs> you know let's let's keep the balance baby because yeah. man we are this is heaven yeah i gotta remind myself this is heaven we live in the land of milk and honey yep. we get paid stupid amount of money for doing something we love and then we get like we just said the added joy of sharing joy Mm -hmm. and meaningful moments and energy with these people that is like turning me into quite the little energy junkie (laughs) seriously i need my energy fix when it's in the dearth of of february Mm -hmm. and i'm still you know i'm doing really great stuff in the in the in the studio and i'm having a great time and i'm like still feeling like there's something missing i'm like yeah baby you missed that energy fix yeah yeah there's something about that client contact and the interchange and creating for somebody who wants the creation yeah Yeah. you need that hit you need that because you know they stand up and you i swear to god it is it's just like that that main line man you you just i just like rub my hands together and go (laughs) give me some of that give me some of that that was good that felt good you were you know we had that that thing going on the design was cool and we had a moment together even if we didn't say much it was just it felt good magic it felt good that that energy gelled and melded and yeah that was a good one oh thank you for that you know, it's like, okay. You know, I have a full-time job and uh, at my last job, I got a, the opportunity to do a destination wedding in Jamaica nice. and I came back and my boss was like, so how was it? And I'm like, well, imagine you're at work here and while you're working, you're sitting by the pool. The weather is gorgeous. Um, people are feeding you and giving you drinks and telling you what an awesome job you're doing. And they're telling you that constantly. Just imagine a job like that. It's just incredible. That, yeah, this is heaven. Yeah. I think I can't help but feel that I must have rescued a busload of babies yeah. or found a cure for some horrible disease or, yeah. ra- or, or, or pulled a, a saint off the stake just as he was about to toast <laughs> to a crisp. And this is my reward, baby. This is it. This is heaven. <laughs> Right? Congratulations. Oh, yeah. If this is karma, what did I do yeah. to deserve this? <laughs> Seriously, this is like yeah. amazing. Yeah. How did this happen? How yeah, did I, I got to remember lottery? that. I got to remember that every day. Yeah. Especially how when I'm being the diva. Yeah. Like nuts. Yeah. Well, you did work hard. It's not like it just like fell on top of you. You did work but hard it's, to get it, here. It's so true, but the work was fun. <laughs> yeah. That is true. The work is fun. I mean, it really is. It's not yeah. like I'm cleaning toilets for a living. That's true. Or, or, or you know, scrubbing floors. Or yeah, that is you true. Know, yeah. I'm not doing any of that. I'm not. <laughs> oh my god, I'm not working retail anymore. Oof. Amen to that. You know, <laughs> so that was good, right? Yep. It is. So there you go. Yeah. It is. It's just, this has got to be it, man. I'm almost afraid of what happens when I die. What's going to go on? Well, it might just get better and better. 
I like to hope so. I really do like to think so. It's, the energy is so good. So do, energy you is in, so... do you believe in heaven and hell, or do you think it's on earth? I, I actually like the idea of the, the reincarnation thing, because I really do love this. I mean, look around us. This is just ridiculous. <laughs> it kind of really is. Think about it. it I mean, I, and, and in space. I mean, there isn't anything like this. I know. All the nearby I planets are just like, like these rocks spinning in space with some dust and might have been water once or yeah, the liquid or methane. Noxious, noxious or, clouds of toxic gas. I know, a little, little toxic to us. Who knows if yeah. there's little microbes going, yeehaw, this is nice. <laughs> I mean, who knows, but this is lush. Yeah. This is lush. This yeah, is like, I hear you. And there's so much abundance. Yeah. It really is. There's no one kind of anything. Yeah. You can't think of a one kind of anything. <laughs> and seriously, it's ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, every time I go into the grocery store, it's really kind of obnoxious. But then you think, well, what are we learning from? There's no one kind of anything in nature. Yeah. So why should there be one kind of toothpaste? Yeah, exactly. It's just ever expanding. Yeah. So there's, there's, there's like all kinds of grasses and all kinds of, of pebbles and all kinds of even snow and all new kinds of... New ones are evolving and new ones are being discovered. Yeah. So there's no one kind of anything. It's like <laughs> all this abundance and it's all right here on this tiny little globe that's whipping around. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. Kind of cool. Yeah. Kind of cool. So who would you like me to interview? anybody you'd like to hear from god Cree. yeah yeah Cree would be good yeah. <laughs> and hamna who hamna mustafa oh yeah and let me think oh amelia oh the um polish woman mm -hmm. i can't i can't pronounce, I can't her, pronounce her name either I'll, I'll butcher it i'll butcher it yeah that polish chick do her <laughs> And then... <laughs> oh, the poor Poles. <laughs> I love her name. It's like a little piece of art. Yeah, really definitely is. all those curly just, cues and accents. Yeah. But my tongue <laughs> just kind of lays there and goes, ah, I don't know. Amelia D. Let's just call her Amelia, Amelia D. Because that sounds really, really kind of cool. I know it Let's starts with it. a D. <laughs> yeah, and she's super sweet. And yeah, that's what I've heard. Awesome. Who? Refought, yeah, 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 yeah. would be awesome. Yeah. Um, oh, my gosh. It just goes, oh, my God. Monica Kavam would be cool, too. Oh, yeah. She would be very cool. Where does she live? She's, like, in the Netherlands or something. Hmm. Okay. Isn't she? I don't know. I don't know. know. She's, she's, she's in one of those weird Nordic countries. <laughs> those weird <laughs> ones. Oh, the weird ones. Not the regular ones. Not the regular ones. <laughs> I don't know. She wouldn't live there. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Wow, Very this cool. is great. These are some new names to add to my list. This is awesome. Yeah. Not yeah. that, I mean, my list is like so it long. Must it's be, kind of yeah, crazy. Yeah, it must so. be epic. Yeah. yeah. My goodness. There's so and, many really cool And I want to say there. how overwhelmed and honored I am to be anywhere on it. It's like. Aw, you're silly. Are you kidding? You're oh my silly. God. And all my listeners are saying, yeah, she's silly. <laughs> silly crone. Well. <laughs> Just accept it, girl. Gratitude, man. Oh gratitude, big time, big time. <laughs> abundance. Overwhelming. Abundance, gratitude, <laughs> abundance. Oh, my God. Well, thank, sure, sure. thank you so much. This has been a blast. Uh, I think this is the most I've laughed, um, definitely while recording the podcast, but uh, 
That makes me happy. I had a bunch of meetings today. There wasn't a lot of laughing going on. So this is like tonic. And talking about henna just is such a tonic as well. Is. Oh, that makes me happy. You couldn't have said anything better. The laughter and I mean, seriously, you're so good at this. It's, oh, I do thanks. feel like, you know, we just, I feel like I should offer you a drink or a snack or something because we're just like awesome. here chatting and everything. It's very good. It, yeah. it was fun, Kenzie. So oh, much fun. Thank you and so you're much. such a treasure. Oh, oh my God. You are. You're probably lucky I don't live down the street because I'd be over like. That hey, would be awesome. Yes, I, I brought you food so you'll let me in. Yes, I would totally <laughs> let you in. That would be awesome. I regret that I have so few henna artists here. And, oh, my God. Uh, yeah, oh. so um, I would love to uh, hang out with you in person because that, I don't know, I had like maybe 10 minutes with you at the retreat last year. And I was like, all right, that was not enough. I know. I still want you back. But I yeah. want, I'm, I'm greedy. I want you back for the whole thing. I know. I learned my lesson last year. I will not teach as much as I did last year. Yeah. I'm only teaching three times this year. Oh, good. So I've learned my lessons so I'd be able to like hang out yeah. with you. Yeah, exactly. So keep that in mind. Uh, but yeah, we should definitely hang out and have snacks and drink and... Um, oh my God, that would be too much fun. Talk about all this stuff some more. I could go on and on. Oh, definitely, honey. Yeah. Oh my God, this was so <laughs> much fun. Kenzie, what a treat. I have yeah, to say, this for me is such too. a treat for me. Oh, I'm so glad. Thank you so much. I just so feel much, like honey. I'm imposing on people and uh, no. oh. dragging things out of them. But So I'm glad when when it's good for you too. Oh, it was awesome. I was, I was a little, because, you know, you've, I've looked up to you for so long. I was a little intimidated. and you Rolling know, my eyes. What? Are you rolling? I'm rolling my eyes. Can you hear it? <laughs> you think I'd be good at it because I had my granddaughter. She's 17, and, and last year, too, she was 16. I had her from the summer. I could feel her rolling her eyes oh, yeah. back to me. You think oh, I'd yeah. be good at this by now? I'm like feeling it. Wait, wait. What was that? I think you just rolled your eyes. It must be a Skype <laughs> thing. It's just not carrying over the Skype lines. <laughs> it's like a, no, it's not. <laughs> you must do it more gracefully than her. And without that big sigh. Apparently, her sighs get rolled. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> like, oh. Yeah, so, so anyway... I you looking up to me, I, I don't know. That's just totally. very humbling. That's Are you just very humbling. Me? Oh my God, honey. Yes, absolutely. Well, I am You're honored, like honored and humbled. I, I feel like I need to work harder to, to earn that. <laughs> Please. Oh, you're kidding. <sighs> I need to get back to no my way. amoeba days. No, no, accept. See, take your own advice. Accept. Abundance? Yes, accept it. It's true. Yeah. And draw abundantly. I need to draw abundantly. You do need to draw abundantly. (laughs) Just let it flow. Just stop with all that adult preconceived notion crap. And just like, you know, just let, just touch the pencil down to the paper and see what happens. I will do that. I promise. I appreciate everything that I learned from you today. It's I've taken notes and, um, and I appreciate everything that you have shared and and taught me over the years and today as well. Seriously, you've been integral. (laughs) Oh, I'm so glad. Truly. One person heard me. Oh, thank (laughs) God. Because seriously, you're just, you're the voice of reason and (laughs) balance in what can be sometimes a kind of a crazy, like shark infested dog pile. It's like, I I really love it when, because you're so brave. There's been so many times when I was like, I should have been braver. I should have said something. I know that it would have been a risky thing to say, but these guys are getting a little crazy and, and that wasn't really nice. And, 
and and I'm just not brave enough. And then you will come in as the voice of reason and express yourself so beautifully and so eloquently and balanced. And and it doesn't come across as preachy or anything. It's very earthy and and accessible. And I just wow. I'm like, that's how you do it. And that was needed. That was so needed. And it's funny because that's how I see your post because you're very positive and encouraging and enthusiastic. And I think that you know online a lot of people just tend to be kind of bitchy and judgy and you know it's your posts are always such a a breath of fresh air um you know just reminding us all that we should be happy and like you were saying it's amazing that we get paid for this and it's amazing you know we're in heaven we really are so so it's great to see your posts out there and i don't think i've ever seen you being judgmental or or negative it's well, it, it, it's, it's nice. just, it feeds itself and <laughs> yeah. it's just, you know, I mean, not that I don't get that way. Yeah. I just try to like work it out in private. <laughs> yeah, but it's, yeah, I mean, it's, we all have those thoughts in our heads and, you know, it's, it's really about how you act in public and how you actually express yourself yes. because, you know, I'm sure we all have murderous thoughts and, you know, I heard oh, yeah. you say, and I have it on tape that you oh, wanted no. to poke somebody with a cone. So, yeah. or maybe you wanted to just poke yourself. Yeah. It seems <laughs> So to poke no, your eyes out. That's true. Don't make me poke you with a cone. <laughs> and they can it's be even... really sharp too. Oh my god! Yeah, I've drawn blood. Totally, haven't we all? Oh my god! Whenever totally. you drop a frozen cone, you know you leap up. Yes, up I, the Yeah, it's it's worse you than a know. knife dropping. It really is because the knife. You know, you got a choice, but that cone's going down point first, and you know exactly. you're going to kill yourself. Yes. And you can't explain that to the emergency personnel. You just can't. A henna cone. What's a henna cone? A what Nine thousand years ago. Yes. Some villagers you know, are coming back from the field. You're just going to call the psychiatrist and you're going to have to deal. It's not going to be a fun evening and it'll take off for good night. It's just not. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy. All right. On that note, uh, I'm going to have to sign off. I haven't even eaten dinner yet and it's nine o'clock oh, my time. Honey, eat something. <laughs> yes, mom. <laughs> um, <laughs> so let's meet in person someday soon. Yes, let's do that. Okay. Absolutely, Kenzie. Thank, Thank you. you again, honey. Thank you. Nice talking to you. Nice talking to you, too. Okay. Bye, Debbie. Bye, Kenzie. Bye. Bye. I usually do most of my talking in the intro and keep the outro really short, but since it's been more than a week since I recorded the intro, I thought I'd have a slightly longer wrap-up at the end. In that time, I had a little flurry of gigs after a pretty quiet August. I did several private appointments, which I really love doing. I really like that one-on-one connection, and I especially like taking my time to create something and even kind of co-create it with the person that I'm henning. And I feel like that kind of situation leads to me doing my most creative work for the most part. I also had a bride a few days ago who is half East European Jewish, half Indian, and she's marrying an American who is Irish and Italian. This is really typical of the kind of brides I do. It's a lot of mixed marriages. Um, Always very interesting. Anyway, she's having a Western wedding, but she's also wearing a sari, and of course she's having henna. And we just did her hands, both sides, full coverage, pretty full coverage, and nothing on her feet. This was my first bride after following Debbie's advice to draw. So since I first talked to Debbie, I've been redrawing a lot of other people's bridal work. 
what I do is I comb through Pinterest and I try and find stuff that's really inspiring and outside of my wheelhouse and then redraw all of these designs. I learned to do bridal originally by doing this and I always tell my students that it's a great tool for growing as an artist so I thought I'd go back to following my own advice and start copying work. Also Debbie makes this point in our interview so I just kind of added a voice of expertise to my uh, to what I already believed. So the idea of copying other people's work is that you learn how other artists do what they do by copying them. You learn how they lay out the design, you learn how they use and reuse certain motifs, how they work those motifs into the design, how they fit shapes together, and then how they make all of that fit the hand and accentuate the shape of the hand for a more beautiful whole. And of course, you can't copy forever, but it's really just a tool for progressing as an artist. And I think no matter what level you're at, it's very useful. I've been doing bridal henna. I've been doing henna for about 15 years, bridal henna for um, maybe 10 years. No, maybe less, maybe eight years. I'm not sure. And I still feel like I, I have a lot to learn and this really helped me. So the next step you know, you're copying, 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 and then as you're copying, you start to feel your own ideas bubble up. You start to have ideas for how to tweak a layout you saw, or maybe a twist on a familiar motif, maybe an interesting way to combine shapes that breaks the rules, if there are any rules, or breaks the norms, let's say. And at this point, you're starting to make your designs your own, you're finding your voice, and then at a certain point, you can stop copying, not forever, but you know, for, for this period. And then just look at these new and amazing designs that inspire you and just pull out stuff that you like, maybe a motif or a layout or something. And you can pull those out without having to redraw them. I, like I said, I go back to this technique of copying stuff whenever I need a new kind of fresh start in my, in my creative life. And when I'm with a bride, when I'm at a bridal client, I'm not usually copying work. I'm usually creating something original for them or relatively original. And so I often have a few of these inspirational designs out when I'm working on the bride. Sometimes one will be there because of a particular motif that I like and maybe another one for a layout that I want to play with. So I'll have those there as kind of building blocks and then within that structure I start to express my own voice and it comes out through my henna. Looking back at the photos of the bride I did a few days ago I feel like I kinda just sorta started to move in a direction of change. There's something of my own in there and some departure from my usual stuff so I'm very heartened that I am moving forward even if it is just little baby steps. It's exciting to be evolving. So thank you so much for listening to this episode. Do not be the last person on your block to know when a new episode comes out. Subscribe on iTunes to be updated on the latest episode. Feel free to post to the blog, which is caughtredhandedpodcast.com or on the Facebook page with any comments or guest suggestions. Some of you have already emailed me with some great guest ideas, so keep them coming. I love hearing all of your ideas. Nash Karam did the photo for this podcast. Gorgeous work as always. Shlomi Cohen did the music. You can buy his new album on iTunes, Amazon, and Google Play. Just search for Breather there. That's spelled B-R-E-A-T-H-E-R. Support independent artists. Thanks and bye.
I know why it's all your taste in your mouth.